Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to episode 70 of the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Museums around the world have historical artifacts in their collections with very controversial histories. Many of their exhibits were taken or stolen from various places around the world. And now, the original owners want their history back. In this episode of Thinking in English, we'll explore the question, should these museums return those artefacts? But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Exhibit. Exhibit. An exhibit is an object that is shown to the public in a museum. For example, that museum has an amazing collection of exhibits. Artifact. Artifact. An artifact is an object that is made by a person and is of historical interest or importance. For example, the museum's collection includes artefacts dating back to prehistoric times. Colonialism. Colonialism. Colonialism is control by one country over another and that other country's economy. As in, it took years for the country to end colonialism and achieve independence. To benefit. To benefit. This means to be helped by something. As in, I feel that I have benefited from her advice. To demolish. To demolish. This means to completely destroy a building especially in order to use the land for something else. For example, a number of houses were demolished so that the supermarket could be built. To reclaim. To reclaim. This means to take back something that was yours. For instance, I reclaimed my suitcase from the lost luggage office. To confiscate. To confiscate. This means to take possession away from someone when you have the right to do something, usually as a punishment and often for a short period of time, after which the object is returned to the owner. For example, the teacher confiscated my phone. To proclaim. 
to proclaim. To announce something publicly or officially, especially something positive. As in, she was proclaimed queen at the age of 13. And finally, encyclopedic. Encyclopedic. If something is encyclopedic, it contains a lot of information. For example, her knowledge of France is encyclopedic. I will always remember the first time I visited the British Museum in London. For a young boy from the English countryside who loved learning about history and different places around the world, that museum is like a dream come true. From the Rosetta Stone and mummified kings and ancient Greek statues to an Easter Island head, Native American totem poles and incredible African art, the British Museum has an incredibly large and impressive collection. It would take years, I think, to see every exhibit. I visited the museum a few times as a child, and as I got older, if I ever found myself in London for a job interview or something similar, I would always try to spend some time there before catching my train home. After a few years living abroad, after graduating from university, I decided to go back to school for a master's degree. The graduate school I attended was literally next door to the British Museum, maybe a 30 seconds walk from my classroom. I could visit any time I wanted. It was what I dreamed of as a child. However, during my year in London, I actually only visited the museum a handful of times, and normally with friends who were visiting from other countries. Of course, I was busy and studying hard, but I found time to visit many other museums around the city, as well as spending too much time in many of the city's pubs. So, why did I not want to visit the British Museum? I guess the truth is that the museum's history and some of the artefacts that they have in their collection makes me somewhat uncomfortable. Although I never lost my love for history as I grew up, I have become increasingly critical and questioning of my country's colonial past. At school, we were taught that the British Empire was a great thing, which achieved incredible results for millions of people around the world, and was something to be proud of. But as I got older, and started to study history more deeply, make friends from different parts of the world, and read literature from international authors, I realised that Britain was not always the great country that I once thought. 
colonialism and the British Empire was, for many places around the world, a terrible experience. And even now, it is still connected to long-lasting social, political and economic problems. The British Museum and other institutions around the UK and Europe benefited massively from the empire. I can't under, understate that. I, I always thought that the British Museum's name was confusing and misleading. You can find exhibits on Africa, the Middle East, China and East Asia, North and South America, Australia, the South Pacific. But you'll struggle to learn anything about Britain. If you look closely, maybe there are some things about ancient or prehistoric Britain or, or the Celtic tribes who used to live on these islands. But really, the museum is full of items collected and often stolen from places all around the world. Many non-Western nations find themselves in the strange situation where many of their most important historical and cultural treasures are exhibited in Western museums. Their history is not in their own countries, but in the walls of museums in London, Berlin, Paris and New York. Let me give you some examples. Everything I'm about to say can be found in the British Museum. In 1897, British soldiers stole thousands of important sculptures uh, from the Kingdom of Benin, which is now in Nigeria. The city of Benin was burned to the ground. Hundreds of buildings were demolished and a golf course was built where the country's palace used to be. If a Nigerian person wants to see these amazing sculptures made of bronze, they now need to travel to the UK, Germany, Austria or the USA. There are none in Nigeria. The Gwegal Shield is another exhibit stolen from Aboriginal Australians in the 18th century. Egypt wants the Rosetta Stone back. Easter Island has demanded the return of a Moai head statue. And Greece wants the Elgin marbles to be returned. However, all of these items are still in the British Museum. Some things are beginning to change, but very slowly. Nigeria, after years and years of campaigning, is currently in the process of reclaiming some of its bronze sculptures from Berlin, the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, and the Horniman Museum in London. But the British Museum, which is the owner of many of these controversial objects, has not really made any efforts to do so. So why are some museums and institutions trying to return objects? Why are others not trying? And why is it such a difficult and long process to return an object to the country it originally came from? 
institutions like the British Museum are in a really difficult situation. On the one hand, they are trying to apologize and understand their colonial history, as well as return a few of these important artifacts. But at the same time, they do not want to lose their collections, which have made them world famous. If the British Museum had to return every exhibit taken, bought, borrowed, stolen from another country, there would probably be no exhibits left for tourists and visitors to see. The museum would no longer exist. And in some countries, it might actually be against the law to return controversial artifacts. In France, Museum collections owned by public organisations cannot be sold or returned. They have to remain in French public ownership forever. The British Museum Act, a law from the, uh, from the UK in 1963, prevents the museums in London from returning anything. There is a famous example, however, of governments coming together to return stolen museum exhibits. In 1998, 44 countries signed the Washington Principles of Nazi Confiscated Art, which was an agreement to return art stolen by Nazi Germany from Jewish and Eastern European people during and before the Second World War. A similar kind of agreement could allow museums to return colonial artefacts. And in fact, France passed a law last year to return 27 artefacts to former French colonies. Hermann Parzinger, the president of the Prussian Cultural Heritage Foundation in Germany, has called for an international guidelines similar to those Washington principles to help museums identify and return colonial heritage. However, I don't think this is likely to happen in Britain anytime soon. People here are still uncomfortable talking about the negative parts of the British Empire. We don't mind returning art stolen by the Nazis, because that was a crime committed by Germans not British people. If Britain was to return artefacts like the Benin bronzes or the Elgin marbles, it would suggest Britain did something wrong in the past. And although I think we did, this is something that many British people don't want to admit. And furthermore, a troubling fact is that many of these stolen artefacts are not actually displayed in museums. So the British Museum, for example, has 900 Benin bronzes, but only displays fewer than 100 in its permanent collection. Most of the bronzes are kept in storage where no one can see them. But still, they are not returned to Nigeria. So, should museums return important cultural artefacts? Many people say yes. They believe it is a way of apologizing for historical wrongs. 
Western museums are still benefiting from war, oppression, colonialism and slavery by keeping these artefacts. Many historians also believe that artefacts should be understood and appreciated in the place where they come from. In the Victorian buildings of London, Paris and Berlin, these artefacts are out of place. Ghanaian writer Kwame Opoku argues those Western museums and governments that are busy proclaiming their wishes to celebrate with Nigeria and other African states' independence could follow through their words with concrete actions by sending some African artefacts back to their countries of origin. Other people defend museums. Historian James Kuno argues that by presenting the artefacts of one time and culture next to those of other times and other cultures, encyclopedic museums encourage curiosity about the world and its many people. So basically, if you were to have an Egyptian exhibit and an Italian exhibit, an African exhibit and a Japanese exhibit, all in the same museum, it gives people the opportunity to learn more about different places around the world and encourages them to perhaps go and study more about the things they are interested in. There are also some practical problems to returning items. I, always, I already mentioned some of the legal problems, but there is a big question. Who should artefacts be returned to? Many of the places that these artefacts come from have changed incredibly over the last few hundred years. The people who live there may be different. The government who controls that territory may be different. The country may not exist. Maybe multiple countries have been formed and failed over, this, over the time. Modern Greece, for example, is not the same place as ancient Greece. The government that controls Australia does not always represent the Aboriginal Australian people who are the ones who lost their artefacts. Some groups that lived thousands of years ago in Africa and South America no longer exist, or at least no longer exist as an independent people. Why does a modern nation-state like Nigeria, that has little connection to the ancient civilization that was once there, deserve these objects? And should the objects then be given to private collections or to uh, ethnic groups or cultural organisations instead of these countries? But then who guarantees that they will be protected or sh shown or shared? And who has the right to decide if an object should be shared or should be shown? Here is today's final thought. In this episode of Thinking in English, I have looked at the complicated and controversial history of museum collections. There are thousands of artefacts held in European museums that were taken or stolen without the consent of the original owners.
Should museums return these items? I want to tell you a story. The first time I visited the British Museum, I stood in front of an Easter Island head or moai, and I thought it was one of the coolest and most interesting things that I had ever seen. But a few years ago, I watched an interview with the governor of Easter Island. Uh, I think her name was Tarita Alarcon Rapu, who was crying and incredibly emotional as she pleaded for the museum to return her ancestor. You see, Easter Islanders believe that their ancestors live on inside the statues. She told the museum, "You have our soul." For me, the statue was cool and interesting. It was something that I wanted to take a picture of, and that was really it. For her, the statue is an incredibly important part of her culture's history and identity. She believes, and her culture believes, that it is not an artifact. It is not a piece of history to be shown in a museum. But it is alive. It is part of their religion, their spirituality. And for this reason, I believe we should make every effort to return such objects, objects that can be returned, where the owner is clear. The Moai was once my favorite exhibit, but now I can't look at it without feeling guilty. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. Please share with your friends. Check out our social media links in the description and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation, and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me.、Uh, it's Thinking in English podcast on Instagram, or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog.、Um, vocabulary list, comprehension questions, and all of the articles are there for you to read.、Um, that link is also in the description, so please check it out too. Thank you, and see you next time.